Hello, and welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a tabletop role-playing game live play podcast. Here at Fire Breathing Kittens, we have a consistent world and set of characters that go on different adventures using different RPG mechanics. Today, we are playing using the Root, the tabletop RPG quick start mechanics. This is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, and we're specifically using the Quick Start Guide. This Quick Start is available on DriveThruRPG, and through is spelled T-H-R-U. You can download the Quick Start for free or give uh, whatever amount of money you think is appropriate for this great Quick Start Guide, and start playing with your friends. If you want to buy the full game, by Leader Games, you can go to Magpie Games and get the full tabletop RPG set there. All right. Our friends today are Errol Corvidbow. Hello, everyone. Uh, yes, I am currently wearing a large wide brimmed hat with a feather protruding out of it, an eye patch over the, my right eye, as well as a burn scar down the right side of my face. I'm wearing a white puffy shirt, and I have gold rings on my fingers and a pair of freshly shined boots. And uh, Kit, I don't quite know how to say your full name. Well, don't worry about it. It's not ex- like it's the end of the season, is it? No, definitely not. Don't worry about it. No, my name is, well, Pere Kimite, but you can call me Kit, because as you've seen, not many people can say the full thing. Uh, I'm quite a, a small little bird person. I'm about maybe a foot and a half tall. I've got a long little beak. I'm quite pudgy. I've got uh, goggles to protect my eyes because I'm a bit of a clockwork uh, smith. And I've been developing this backpack, which has got wings so I can fly. And also uh, recently it's uh, grown hands. So I can, you know, open doors, which is quite useful now. I'm seeing all sorts of things I never saw before, like inside. Wow. You know, I would be more happy for you if I weren't personally attacked earlier, but I think we'll just go for neutral. That's great. And last but not least, we have Barbara Anjali. Hey, everyone. I am Barbara. I am a teal-haired centaur. I'm a teenager, and I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do for a living, but I think it's make potions. It's been going really well so far. And then as a player, I have a list of vocab words from the movie Clueless. My character study for this Barbara character, Barbie, if you want to call her that, was watch a movie, write down all the words I don't frequently use, and then play bingo as I, as I play this root quick start game. And try to use all the words from my list. And if you want to make it a drinking game, don't. That's unhealthy, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With everybody introduced, let's jump right into the game. Uh, it is a regular day at the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall in Nicomoy. Uh, there are a couple of other guild members in the hall right now. And you're all trying to have a quiet drink or to chat. But unfortunately, there's been a consistent loud noise outside of the guild hall. And looking out the window, you can see uh, one of the more senior guild members, Skirmish Killington, outside the hall. This uh, this fire-breathing kitten is a goliath, so they're particularly big. They're like, I think, seven or eight feet tall. 
and he loves to drink. And right now he's got two huge mugs of ale in his hand and he's drinking from one and spouting out words. And it, his accent's a little off, it, it sounds like, because probably because he's drunk, but he's just taking a drink and spouting, I've never seen anything so atrocious in my life. I can't, and takes another drink. Oh, that tastes disgusting. Who made this? It's very unlike this the skirmish that you guys have come to know, who's generally very congenial and uh, a bit more of a gentle giant, though you do know he has the ability to wreck stuff. Um, and so there's just this huge commotion outside. What are you guys doing? Well, I think Kit is probably at the time still like thrilled with being able to have hands so i think at the moment he's on a table building a card castle and just kind of going oh yeah look at this i can do like this and that and look at I can, look i can hold this mug see and i put it down i always know it's falling off again but look i can pick it up off the floor it's amazing <laughs> Do you understand how good? Oh, yeah, you all have hens. Okay, yeah, I keep forgetting that. Um, I'm just currently handing him cards and being like, oh, uh, don't forget to add one to the foyer over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, the, the... Yeah, we need to get these uh, columns all sorted. It won't, won't, won't hold the, the, the dome otherwise. You're doing a great job with the new hands. Oh, yeah, well, I've been practicing. I've uh, thrown quite a lot of X's and um, run away afterwards. <laughs> I'm it- demonstrating how to bridge shuffle with a deck of cards. Okay. So yeah. as uh, you guys are building and shuffling, uh, there is a loud stomp, stomp, stomp from outside, shaking the floor, which shakes the table and causes all of the cards to fall. And you hear Skirmish just laughing and then cursing outside the hall. Uh, Skirmish is on one again. Yeah, uh, he hasn't been quite the same since we what was that? We went up to the, up the North Pole, was it? Yeah. He hasn't been quite the same since then. Why is he going ballistic? I don't know. Maybe we should ask him. I'll stick my head out of the door and say, Hey, Skirmish, buddy, what's the problem? Uh, okay. (laughs) So we're going to introduce the first basic move of the game. So the way that Root works is it has a list of basic moves, persuade an NPC, trust fate, attack something. Uh, And one of the moves is figure someone out. So, Errol, I uh, would like you to... Try and figure someone out. Roll 2d6 and then add your modifier uh, for charm onto that. Okay. Um, I will say, as I am playing a thief, uh, this might not come into play, but if it does, I have something called nose for gold. If I figure someone out, I can always ask, what is the most valuable thing you're carrying or what is the most valuable thing here? So, but I'm going to go ahead and roll. Mm. Um, I got a eight plus one is nine. And okay. That's a hold one, I think. Yeah. So there's a list of questions you can choose to ask. Uh, you can choose to ask that now or later. Um, but you definitely observe that uh, at the very least, 
skirmish is dancing around very uh what's the word it's it's like his his legs are kind of made of jello like one is kind of moving a little <laughs> bit weirdly like the the left knees going to the left and the right knees bending backwards and it's all just acting as though they're not coordinated like a normal person should be so there's some body horror going on here. <laughs> it's like. not like it's not like bending back. It's like over, you know, like it, it's like overextending, overextending your oh, knee, God. right? Um. Okay, so I'm bugging. Is his leg going the wrong way? It, his joints are all kinds of confused right now. Um. So I'm trying to decide what question I would ask. Uh, one of them is what does your character intend to do? I'm guessing that would be the skirmish in this case. That, so that would be my question. Okay. You can see that despite his very loud and wild behavior, there is, there's kind of an emptiness in his, in his eyes and his face. Like it's, it's just a little blank and, uh, there is no intention there. There just seems to be independent action to like each part of him. Yeah, I don't think this is skirmish, guys. Something's going on here. I will, um, you know what? I'm going to say, uh, to this weird amorphous skirmish, I'm going to say, oh, skirmish, I think there's some more ale inside the, uh, inside the, no, no, I'm thinking that's a bad idea. <laughs> Do it, do it, do it. Some more ale inside the guild hall we got just for you, uh, if you would like it. I immediately you see part of the hips turn towards the guild hall, and then the feet follow, and then the chest follows, and then the head follows. And he's like, "More ale? Well, of course I will." And he just like awkwardly steps one foot in front of the other, and. Uh, steps a little too strongly into the floor of the guild hall and his foot gets stuck. He tries to pull it out and you see his foot pop off. (laughs) (laughs) But strangely enough, it's not his foot. Wriggling out from what looks like a foot, it's almost like this illusion magic falls apart. And you see where his foot should be is an opossum. Uh, can I grab this opossum as swiftly? Like, can I swiftly try to grab it? Uh, go ahead and use the action grapple an enemy. Grapple an And use your might modifier. Okay. Uh, that is a nine, actually. I got eight on the dice and a plus one. Okay. So on a seven to nine, you as Errol and I as the opossum choose uh, one of four options simultaneously. So strike a fast blow, inflict injury, wear them down, mark exhaustion, exploit a weakness, um, mark you mark exhaustion to inflict two injury, or you withdraw and disengage to close range. So <laughs> I don't know how we're necessarily going to do this like at the same time, but give you a couple seconds and then I'll count down and we can say which ones we choose. 
Imagine if Errol died right now. <laughs> to a like person. about ten minutes in. Yeah, um, I will mark exhaustion to inflict two injury. Okay, I was going to choose. Um, you strike a fast blow, inflict injury. All right, so one injury and one exhaustion for me. Okay, and then this opossum has two injury, uh, which is pretty extensive. Um, all of these damage, uh, like uh, injury and exhaustion are two kinds of damage you can take basically. And you can have three to five boxes that you mark off. So having like two out of three or two out of five is already pretty bad. So, uh, Errol, you go towards this opossum who kind of like jumps up in fright. And as you go and attack it, it goes to strike you back. How do you attack it? Um, well... I know mechanically I inflicted injury, but I'm really only trying to subdue this possum. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, grappling with a possum can be pretty harrowing because they do have claws and sharp teeth. So I'm just I'm just like diving on it, trying to like bear hug it. And it's like just scratching up my face, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's an opossum. So you're going to maybe like injure it more than you intend when you do so. But you do successfully grasp the opossum and it just starts to squeal and writhe and it's trying its best to get out of your grip um skirmish is starting to look a little worried uh he drops the two mugs and starts to rush towards errol is there anything you guys would like to do yeah i think this is a good time for harry because it works on a group of things, and I'm thinking that's a group of possums. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> harry a group. When you harry a group of enemies at far range, which I am, and they are probably, um, mark where and roll with cunning. So I don't really know what where represents here. Like, am I using up a potion? Yeah, that's that's probably it. I'm grabbing a potion out of my, my saddlebags and... Um, just a question about the character sheet. Where is where? Oh, I think it's pretty far down the character sheet. So like these character sheets are like six pages long. <laughs> yeah, I have the tinker. So it's two pages and I don't see where. Can you guys just tell me how many max like where boxes I should have and I'll keep track of that? Like, is it four? Is it is it the boxes next to the equipment? And because I have boxes next to dagger, staff and chainmail. Dagger is one box, staff is two boxes, and chainmail is three boxes. Oh, oh, my equipment is a smithing hammer and leather hammer. I got it. I got two boxes. Got it. Got it. Okay. Oh, no. I can only do that twice. Okay. Um, I marked where. I can do that one more time before I run out of potions and have to restock, which is fine because I have improvised weapon. I see. This character makes sense now. Hey. I'm going to have to make <laughs> potions during the adventure. I really like that. Okay. Now I'm going to roll cunning. I like this game so far. That makes sense. It's like the first game that has motivated me role-playing-wise to create potions. So I like that. I rolled a 10 and I added 4. On a 10 plus, both they suffer morale harm and they're pinned or blocked. And can I... I have this website. Um, like, It's called 7th Sanctum. And it's a spells generator. Can I... Is it okay if I like describe it using a random spell? Absolutely. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Um, okay. So this this website is brutal, and this one is called 
evocation of lava and sadness. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what happens when I throw the potion is that lava and sadness happen. So I have encrusted in a burning <laughs> in a burning case of basalt this possum amalgamation. And they're sad because let's say um, they can't escape because it says the second thing is they're pinned or blocked and they suffer morale harm. So maybe they feel defeated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this potion just explodes and coalesces what looks like skirmish, but is probably uh, many opossums in a skirmish coat. Um, just completely. But even from within... You know, that porous, like, basalt rock. You can start to hear the wailing, keening cries oh, of possums. <laughs> and what and does it sound like? I <laughs> <laughs> <We> feel bad. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Because... Almost as though in response to those cries, there's a thunk, thunk, kaboosh, as from below the floorboards where that one, like where that one opossum had made a hole, there comes a giant opossum hand holding a katana. <laughs> it pulls itself out of the basement through the floorboards and faces all of you. And it says, get away from my babies. Oh, no. See, I told you they were down there and no one was paying attention to me. And look where we are now. <laughs> I think we woke the mama. So in this game, the GM can't actually roll dice, um, but I can inflict injury, exhaustion, morale, harm, and decay. Um, but I feel like it's a little unfair to just be like, I don't have to roll to hurt you guys. So uh, just for mechanics wise, what would you guys like to do? And then the mama possum will react to that. I've got to ask Kit. Kit, you knew about these possums? Give us the 411. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the possums, they got knives. That's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So, uh, so what Kit is going to do is gather up some of the playing cards which are down by his feet and like throw them like a magician towards the main possum with the idea to do the move Confuse Senses. So it says, okay. when you throw something to confuse an opponent's senses at close or intimate range, roll with finesse. On a hit, you're throwing them off balance, blinded. This blind, blinded is what I'm going to go for, with the idea of going for the eyes. Okay. Awesome. Go ahead and roll your 2d6 then. Right, let's get some nice, nice foley in there. Aha. So adding them together. So I've got a 9 on the dice plus a 2 on finesse makes an 11. Okay, so that is a hit. Um, I think that's just you do succeed. Is there anything else in the move that it says you can do? Uh, let's see. Uh, on a 10 plus, they have to take time. Hang on. On a 10 plus, they have to take some time to get their bearings and restore their senses before they can act clearly again. 
So I imagine okay. the the playing cards kind of like not quite slice them across the eyes, but you know when you accidentally poke yourself in the eye and your eyes just go all watery and painful? Yeah, kind of like that, but both of them. Oh, yeah, so that's so, unpleasant. So the big possum is just kind of standing there kind of defensively, kind of like eyes streaming with water going, I don't know what's going on. That's defensive stance. Yeah, definitely is like has held up that that katana in both hands horizontally, like across the face, just trying to block any facial hits. Uh, yeah, so she definitely can't respond to that, but is on the defensive. Um, the continuing cries of her babies are heard from the rock close to her. I feel bad, but Barbara, I don't know. <laughs> no, they've got knives. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, how Errol. how's Errol doing? Um, so, uh, GM, one of the questions I could have asked is like, did they have anything valuable? Did these mm. skirmish opossums have anything valuable when I looked at them before? Or information? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, definitely valuable. But I will say what you have noticed is that while Possum Skirmish was drinking beer, they also had on like in their pocket, it looked like they had a glass jar of water. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so I have, I have a Possum and it did scratch me pretty bad, but I've got it, right? So, yes, you so, do. So I would like to hold my rapier threateningly at this possum and I will say to the mother, uh, I, I think we got a misunderstanding and I, if, if you back off, I will release your possum child. Hmm. And we can talk okay. about this and find out what the real issue is here. Why, why are you invading us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so go ahead and roll 2d6 on persuade an NPC. Add your charm modifier to that. All right. Uh, it's a seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, so on a seven to nine, the NPC you're trying to persuade isn't sure. And I'll tell you what you need to do to sway them. So now that the uh, initial flurry of the encounter has been paused, um, the mama possum uh, clears away the water from her eyes and kind of like like changes position for the katana. And she says, you're just someone on two legs like everybody else. Why what? should I trust you? <laughs> <laughs> Not you. I mean, I don't like you because you went and uh, you went and trapped my babies. That's, that's not fair. cool. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to need to earn my trust after you've gone and attacked them like this. Uh, with that, he will continue the... He's not going to, like... He'll just continue to hold his position at the moment until he figures out what else is going on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, over here, I've got a, got a question. If we're doing the whole talky thing now, uh, skirmish. Yes? I'm assuming the <laughs> real one is... Well, where? Where where is the real one? That's that's the way to do a question, yeah. <laughs> Skirmish is safe. You can at least trust me on that. 
We don't want him harmed. But I don't know if I can trust you. He's kept in a safe place. All right, the next question. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think at this point I'll allow you to also roll on Persuade an NPC. Yeah, that's fair. Or if you want to do trick an NPC, you can. You could also read a tense situation to better, like, gauge the situation and and figure out a better way to, uh, you know, work through it. And I feel like mechanically you're not charm-based, right? So do you want help? Correct, yeah. Um, Well, if I go for a trick or read a tense situation, they're both cunning. Oh, good. And I'm solid on those. So I'm just having a look at the little questions you can ask to see which is more useful. So I think maybe maybe go for a, a trick, trick an NPC. Okay. So if I do, I roll that n- now and then we figure out what I say afterwards. Or uh, no, why don't you role play it a little bit first and yeah, then yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see if that's convincing okay. or tr- you know you trick them. So look, look, seeing as we're talking now, okay, we've got. I mean, our, our friend is you know just just down there. You know, you don't want anything to happen to your, your children. Not that we're saying we would. <laughs> but, you know, there are quite a lot of adventurers just hanging out upstairs in the basement, you know, kind of all around. It's, you know, our home. So you, if things get worse, then things won't end well for anyone, especially you and, you know, the other possums. So... We've got a lot of backup, and that's the trick. Okay. Because conveniently, we're probably the only ones in there. <laughs> At this point, yeah. Like, once Skirmish entered the guild hall, people were like, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> okay. So, let's, please. Uh-oh. Now, I rolled a four on the dice and then two for cunning. So, that's a, that's a six. So. Oh, that is, <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunately a miss. I, this mama possum seems just way too uh, focused on the fact that Errol is holding one of her babies and the others are trapped and uh, she's not quite thinking, she's not really paying as much attention to you, but she is still open to talking. And she says, even if you try and talk to me, there isn't going to be much that's going to happen here. I want my babies released first. Mm. Oh, that's where I come in. I also have a rules question. I'm seeing in light gray font that the max that you can adjust a stat is plus two, and I seem to have a plus four in my cunning after leveling up. Um, So I'm just going to ask the GM what to do about that real quick. Uh, I'm going to say that's okay because I did not see that when I was sending you guys level up information. So I I would say that's fine. I don't know. Like other people... Go in, you know, make your own house rules if you want. But we're going to roll with whatever you have on your character sheet based on the advancements I gave you is good for this game. Okay, good. Okay, I'm a rules stickler, so I would have immediately removed two points if you were like, no, don't do that. I would be like, okay, they're gone. Um, Okay, so so I notice I have your babies um, (laughs) captured in lava. And I'm going to say, can I use a... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Being imprisoned totally reeks. Skirmish and your babies both probably want freedom, huh? Mm. 
Okay. Uh, and that's trick an NPC, persuade oh, no. an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you roll for this, but that's really good. That's pretty good. I'm going to trust fate. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> because so you're going to be rolling with luck then. Yeah. Now, luck is only a plus one. It's not that I'm all that lucky. It's that I think negotiations are a fine art, and I don't think Barbara has that art. So the outcome really is entirely random. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to roll 2d6, because you never really know. I mean, I saw this movie, Bridge of Spies, was it called, with Tom Hanks? And I was like, wow, negotiation is so cool. I really admire that. And I'm thinking about Barbara, the high schooler. And I'm like, no, she, <laughs> is she a successful hostage negotiator? <laughs> so I rolled, okay, I rolled a nine, and I okay. have a plus one, so that is technically a ten. And on a 10 plus, fortune favors the bold. Your panache earns you an, a fleeting opportunity. <laughs> Good roll. Okay. So your words seem to pierce through this mama possum's mind. And she doesn't quite put down the katana entirely. But she does face you, Barbara, and says, unfortunately... I do believe you're right. We're both in a bit of a basalt pickle here. <laughs> if I take you to Skirmish and tell you everything about why we took him and what he's been doing for us, or you promise to free my children? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Errol Majorly. Will... <laughs> uh, Errol will drop the one he's currently holding. And, like, straighten it, smooth its fur out a little bit. Okay, that one immediately scurries over to the mama possum. And this is, like, this is a big possum. This is pretty much arrow-sized. And the baby possum is a regular-sized possum. And it scurries so up onto... Sized. Yeah, kid-sized, exactly. <laughs> it scurries up onto mama possum's back and nuzzles her a little bit. And she, like, pats it. Says, all right. Follow me. And she goes down into the basement. I will follow. I feel like that Great Dane surrounded by all the Pomeranians. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys get down into the basement and you see that there is this enormous, like, it's like a, it's a, it's legit a, like a 10 foot diameter hole that's just dug into one of the walls of the basement. Mama Possum says, you'll have to keep this a secret. Let's go. Follow me. And she leads you through the tunnel. I mean, I'm not sure how secret a 10-foot hole can be. <laughs> well, nobody's followed us in here so far. I just assumed nobody knew. I've got to give well, you snaps. This is a properly sized hole. And I, the giant Great Dane, like, you know... Relatively, I'm in a centaur, so, like, I feel comfortable that I don't have to squeeze into a narrow position. <laughs> I step in. So, uh, I haven't met a possumkin before, and I'm curious where you learned your sword skills. Ah, uh, well, there's a reason you haven't seen possumkin. It's because there aren't any. We are possums. Just, uh, a little... Enhanced, I suppose, is the word you might use. 
And it's like, there is no like any kind of humanoid feature. Like the only feature is that she's huge and she can talk in common. So did you develop your own sword fighting style? Well, with a little bit of help, yes. This is specifically Mama Possum's style. And she like just does a little bit of like a cut and twirl. And then her little baby possum's like, woo, come on. <laughs> uh, what is this? What is this possum, baby possum's name? Well, this is Jeremy. Jeremy, say hello. Uh, hello, Hi. I'm Errol Corvidbow at your service, Jeremy. Hello, Errol Corvidbow. It's nice to meet you. I mean, not really. I still don't <laughs> like you. But it's polite manners to say it's nice to meet you. That's what I was taught. I mean, don't take it personally. You know, Errol tends to tackle everyone he meets the first time. Or is that like, is that like a hug? Sometimes, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been a little overzealous this time. <laughs> I don't know what overzealous means, but I don't like it. Uh, noted. I won't use that word again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys are now traveling through this tunnel. Uh, there are travel mechanics for this game. You guys need to decide how much exhaustion as a group you would like to mark off in order to get from the basement to wherever Mama Possum is leading you. If you, I, okay. So if you mark fewer exhaustion than three, which is the number of people in your group, you roll a minus one on your 2d6 roll to see like if you make it without incident. If it's equal exhaustion, you get a plus zero, but if it's additional exhaustion, you get a plus one for each one. So like if you decide to take collectively four exhaustion for this travel, you can get a plus one to your 2d6 roll. If you want to mark five exhaustion, it's a plus two, et cetera, et cetera. I have a maximum of four exhaustion spots. Just to let you guys know that five, not an option for me necessarily. Do you guys have five? Uh, Yes. I had five, but I marked one already, so I'm at four. Yeah, so this would be like collectively as a group, so you can split the exhaustion amongst yourselves. So like you, so if you want to mark three exhaustion, one of you can each take one exhaustion. Does oh. that make sense? I'm down to take one. Yeah, I can take one or two, or I don't care. Yeah, one's good. I'll take two because right. I don't have any moves that exhaust me. Like okay. I, I wouldn't add exhaustion to myself. Oh, the GM can, you know, like, but like, does that make sense? So I'll take two, so that okay, or. We could fight something in the tunnels, which I actually personally, like, if this were the do we fight something in the tunnels, you know, like, uh, I'd be like, yes, let's fight a thing in the tunnels. <laughs> I want to be on the side of katana wielding possum mama. Um, so I want to take zero exhaustion, actually. I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Okay, then, we, then we may as well no one take any exhaustion. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, one person, roll 2d6 and add a negative one to that roll. Well, Barbara, I think is probably yours. <laughs> okay, I'll do it on your, camera. Your harebrained <laughs> scheme this time around. Okay, you guys can see my dice tray. Wow. So I'll roll the pink and the purple, okay? Oh, you <laughs> saw that roll. Oh, you saw that roll. That was a two oh and a one. <laughs> 
Her plan works perfectly. <laughs> you guys are taking a little bit more time than expected um, to get there. And Mama Possum at some point stops and says, it's a trap. <laughs> and out from the dirt walls springs a group of squirrels. And they go and attack all of you and Mama Possum. So I'm going to say with all of you attacked this way, you all mark one injury. Oh, no. But these squirrels burst out from the walls in a puff of dirt, and they just start chittering. How dare you go and take these fire-breathing kittens? You're never going to make it back alive! I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, so they said, they said what? Uh, (laughs) How dare you take these fire-breathing kittens? You'll never make it back alive. Are they different? Hey guys, are so, they defending us or are they? Uh, it seems it is unclear. You can roll <laughs> to see if you'd like to read a tense situation, but you guys were harmed in this attack. Oh, how dare you take these possums, comma, fire-breathing kittens. No, wait, the possums were also injured. How dare you take these potions, comma, <laughs> how dare you take these hands, comma, kit, comma, fire-breathing kittens. <laughs> You can you can go ahead and uh, like you can do read ten situation if you'd like more clarity on this. Is that the more fun option? Or <laughs> that's, that's I think it would goal. help us as players figure <laughs> <laughs> what's going on. Okay, that is cunning. Um, my my only stat. <laughs> Should I be the one to roll? Feel mine zero. So all right. I'm using the purple and the pink dice so they can redeem themselves. Mm. <laughs> okay, so that's a nine overall because of my busted plus four. Okay, so you get to ask one question for read a tense situation. Which okay, one you guys, would you like to do? Yeah, you guys pick it. I'm looking at page 10. The numbers are on the left inside of a red leaf, which is adorable. Um, <laughs> so I've got one, two, three, four, five question options. What do you guys think? I'm thinking... Either what is the biggest threat or who is in control here? I'm not sure which of those two would be more relevant. Kit, narrow it down. See, I, w- I was going to say go for what should I be on the lookout for. That m- that's also a good one. Because that's the closest to what's going on. Okay, I'm fine with that. Okay, all right. So what I say is... Um... <laughs> Y'all are harsh. <laughs> <laughs> and I look around. What am I on the lookout for? Um, you are on the lookout for squirrels, actually. <laughs> so well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um it's kind of hard to understand why they'd be like, How dare you take these fire breathing kittens and yet still attack you? Um you kind of get the sense that even if their words might imply they're trying to like protect you. There's also another meaning to that where it could also be like, how dare you take, how dare you get another resource? How dare you uh, get help, right? So based on the squirrel's actions instead of their words, it's more of like, you're reading this situation as there is a conflict here and we are a resource in this conflict. We are not actually the ones being attacked i mean you could be obviously you already were but you're not the focus oh okay party members 
So the squirrels are jealous that the possums have fire-breathing kitten power. Hmm. Well, we knew about the possums down here. We didn't know about the squirrels. <laughs> We're learning so much. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> underground civilization here full of woodland animals. A bit strange. I dig no, it. No trees anywhere. So <laughs> did the did the squirrels harry us and then like leave or are they still here threatening the situation? So they have um they've essentially like caused you injury in the as collateral damage, but they are focusing on Mama Possum and she's over there like one v fiving these squirrels and like swinging her katana around and her baby's like hidden himself on like her belly. I pass initiative to my party members. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, like the, the the hardest thing to adjust to with PBTA games is that there's no set initiative. <laughs> um, I have an ability called Ropadope. When you evade and dodge your enemy so as to tire them out, you can roll with finesse. And I'm wondering if I could, I don't want to harm the squirrels, but I want to try and distract them and drag them, get them away from Mama Possum and maybe tire them out if that's possible. Hmm. So I guess I would try to use, well, but they're not focused on me. That's the issue. Yeah, I would say you could do that as like a second action, but you'd need to use a move to get in there first. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are they figures of authority? <laughs> <laughs> Are these Are the squirrels, squirrels authoritative? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I get they have a leader, um, so there's some kind of authority there. I don't know if that helps you. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, I got an idea. All right, so Errol, the only reason I ask that is because I have Rebellious and I can re- recover Exhaustion if I provoke a figure of authority into retaliation, and since I'm already trying to get their attention and get them against me, uh, I would like to try to use... Let's see. Uh, I wanted to trick an NPC, but I don't actually have cunning. Oh, persuade an NPC with promises or threats. Uh, I can do that because I got charm. So I will say... um, The fire-breathing kittens would never help lowly squirrels. We are all about helping possums. <laughs> now get out of here before we have to harm you further. And Man. I would like to try to make a roll for that. Yeah, go for it. I feel like Kit might be having a little bit of a disagreement, perhaps, with Errol <laughs> on that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's at this point, Kit would probably want to try and back off from Errol at that point. Just go. It didn't work. Uh, seven, seven, I got a seven. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, so like four of the squirrels keep on fighting the mama possum, but the uh, leader kind of like trots on over to you and looks up at you with its little hands on its little hips <laughs> and says, you fire-breathing kittens don't partner with anybody but yourselves. You're just other two-leggers. See, look at him. And they point over to Kit and just says, He's not even backing you on that. No, I'm backing up. <laughs> uh, so could I clear my exhaustion track, though, since I was being rebellious? <laughs> Hello, not all of us have two legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're fine. You have four. It's these other two. 
Okay. Yep, yeah, yeah, but the possums also have four legs. It doesn't matter. Stop it. <laughs> I'm the one in charge and you're not going to say anything or get involved with the possums. This is our problem. You stay out of it. Well, the thing is, we're, we're not trying to. We're trying to get our, our friend back. And it, that's kind of what we're doing. We, don't, we didn't even know you were here. Friend? What friend? And from the, uh, from, <laughs> I almost said from the skirmish, uh, but like from the battle that Mama Possum is having, she just turns and, and like, as she is trying to cut down another squirrel, she says, don't you tell them about it. You said it would be secret. Oh, I thought you meant to keep the tunnel a secret. I guess I meant all of it a secret. Uh, Errol, I will say, I, I I'll, I'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll squish it. Yeah, I'd say your exhaustion is cleared um, for tr- at least like instigating. You know, you're trying to be rebellious by instigating. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> the squirrel gets closer to you and especially to you, Kit, and uh, looks up and says, you wouldn't keep any secrets from these little woodland creatures like us, would you? What are they hiding? It could be a danger to the rest of us. We're just looking for a friend. And so we can take him back and leave you all in pieces. This seems like a great opportunity for you to trick an NPC. Basic move. Page 10. Yeah, well, yeah, let's do that. I mean, that's mostly true. So what we'll do is say... Maybe trying to, like, lie about that last part. <laughs> yeah, so all, all we want to do is get our friend, and then we can, we'll can we'll leave you to it, and then, I don't know, pro, broker some sort of piece, and then, uh, I don't know, we'll figure it out later. Okay, go ahead I mean, and that's roll. Still most, that's probably what we're going to end up doing. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept trick an NPC. I mean, it technically says when you trick an NPC to get what you want. Right. Yeah. There, there will be some sort of trick in there. <laughs> Adorable little kiwi bird. <laughs> Even when he tries I'm... to lie, he's just telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's a six on the dice plus a two on the bonus for an eight. Okay. So you can choose one of the three options down below. Um. So... Maybe go for the first one so they hesitate and you shake their confidence or weaken their morale. So, so maybe 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 the response is like a, oh, okay, maybe, you know, if they don't know, if they didn't know we were down here, then they can't have possibly agreed to help. Yeah, not possibly. Um, so, yeah, the squirrel leader takes their hands off of their hips and instead crosses it in front of their chest and they say, well, if you're here just to rescue your friend from those dastardly possums, then I suppose we can go and leave you alone for now. But we're going to watch you. We're going to make sure you're okay. Let us just deal with this mama possum first. And the leader goes over and snaps their little paw fingers and starts like, chittering in a squirrel language you don't understand and they back off and the leader says 
We will wait for you at the crossroads clearing, and you must return there in two hours. Otherwise, we will wage war and fight against you. Right. Uh, where's that? Oh, it's just right over this way. And they all just continue down the tunnel that you guys were already going. <laughs> and <laughs> Mama Possum just kind of like falls behind and is uh, clearly not trusting you as much anymore. Um, but you guys eventually, after a few more minutes, uh, pop up. There's another hole that's kind of been covered by like foliage camouflage. And you guys pop up out of the hole and you are in the crossroads clearing. It is a uh, 20 diameter circle, you know, rough circle, uh, completely clear of trees covered with grasses. And then there are three paths in front of you. To your left, uh, the path looks a little bit wet, almost like it's waterlogged. The path in front of you has a barricade, multiple barricades across the road. And the path to the right looks to have had quite a lot of tracks running across it. So the uh, the grass is not so much, it's not more like a deer path like the other two paths are. The one to the right is very much like this is, this gets heavy foot traffic, it's trodden. And the squirrels and the mama possum look to each other and they kind of have a small conversation. And mama possum comes back and says, all right, we've come to a temporary agreement. I will lead you to your friend Skirmish and we'll free him for you. But you must promise when you go back to the squirrels here at the crossroads that you do not tell them where we are. What, where are we on now? We're, we're at the crossroads. No, no, no I meant where, where Skirmish was being held. Oh, that makes more sense. Do we have a deal? I, I think we can, we can, we, we can agree to that. It seems reasonable. I, uh, she heaves a heavy sigh and then beckons you to follow her down the well-trodden path. Uh, I need you guys to once again, uh, decide how much exhaustion you want to take for this particular travel. So every time you go from one location to another, you're going to have to travel. So keep that in mind. You can also, you know, get back your exhaustion using some of your nature like Errol did. Um, but do you guys want to expend any exhaustion for this travel? Um, <clears throat> if y'all want to mark some, I will mark two since I just refreshed my track. Yeah, I don't mind marking one. That's fine by me. So that would What's bring us our to nature on our character sheet? So like if, if I'm looking at the uh, I'm a horse, I'm a she. I'm organized. I have massive uh, look, packs. Look on the next page. Cheerful. I am drives. So, as a tinker, you should either be a perfectionist or a radical. I'm a perfectionist. It's directly beneath you. So when I'm a perfectionist, I clear. Oh, it says that clear your. Okay, sorry, I'm dumb. Clear your exhaustion track when I sacrifice others' interests to complete a project or craft. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If I was a radical, I would clear my exhaustion track when I espouse dangerous ideas to the wrong audience. I'm just going to drag that over, drag my little box over, my underlining thing. <laughs> I'm actually a radical because of the uh, past role-playing that I have done as Barbara. 
Yeah. When I espouse dangerous ideas for the wrong audience. (laughs) Yeah. No worries. If this were a long running campaign, that might be a little bit more of an issue. But for this one time game, that's perfectly good. And I think you are role playing the chaos gremlin a little bit more. (laughs) A little little bit. I just circled the wrong box there. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So how much exhaustion are you guys expending as a group? One or two. One or two. I think we're at three okay. between me and Kit, and if you do one, then we'll be at four. All right, one. One for me. Oh. Okay, great. So somebody roll a d6 and add a plus one to that roll. Oh, you mean 2d6, right? Oh, yes. Thank you. Sorry. See, we know how to play this game. Would y'all like me to? Are y'all cool with me rolling? De- Is that fine? Yeah, go for it. Definitely not our first time. Uh, I got an eight <laughs> plus two is 10. Okay, great. So on a 10 plus, the trip is largely uninterrupted and especially fast. Um, This is Mama Possum's home turf. She knows where to go. And she uh, takes you uh, maybe about like five minutes after walking down the trodden path off into another deer trail. So it looks like this path keeps going and it's a false trail. Um, And she takes you onto the true path. And very quickly... You find your way in part of a forest where you have little uh, little huts, basically. And it's to fit these large-sized possums. And you have them all along the ground. You have some of them in trees, not a whole lot. Um, but it seems to be a small, tight-knit community of opossums. Uh, as she returns, uh, you can hear cries of, ah, oh, she's back. Oh, she's brought more kittens with her. What are they? Oh, all right. Um, so there's just a bit of a hubbub as she as she arrives. More kittens. So we just all got replaced by possums in the above world, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know that yet. So, um... She, Mama Possum, kind of waves around and is like, "Ah, yes, yes, go and alert one of the elders. I'll go and speak with them soon. Uh, And she once again turns to you. Remember, this place and the place I'm about to show you is a secret. Swear. Swear upon your fire-breathing kitten's tattoo. I solemnly swear upon my fire-breathing kitten's tattoo that I will not reveal the location of the secret possum village. Okay, I'm really bad at directions anyway, so I'll probably... I'll, I couldn't find it if I wanted to. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I'll try. Oh my God, you'll try. <laughs> um, I think... So Mama Possum turns to you, Errol, Errol and says, I trust you. You returned my poor Jeremy even after you gave an overzealous hug. And you are the only one to swear. So I'm relying on you to help keep your word and the word of your friends. Legit. The deceiver of the group was all like, yeah. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's a possum with a sword. I I mean, you know, if if you want, we could, Errol could just go by himself. And then we... Me and Barbara could just hang out here for a bit and, uh, I don't know, play cards. We've got something to do. Totally. 
I mean, we've all kind of seen it from afar, right? Yeah, for sure. Do you guys want to do that? She's she's happy to uh, leave Barbara and Kit in the company of her opossum village. But, you know, well, think, thinking about it, if there's something else you want to keep secret, then the fewer people you tell about it, the more it stays a secret. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you really need a persuasion to, you know, have that logic be sound. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's basically going. How about you don't show us all this big secret? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to do it. I've done crazier things. Yeah, let's split the party. <laughs> yeah, let's split the party. <laughs> this isn't this isn't other role playing games. This should be fine. Also, citing the previous thing where someone was like, "What if Errol died within the first ten minutes?" <laughs> <laughs> We tried Don't to get Errol killed. <laughs> Not on purpose. All right. All right. So Mama Possum leads you, Errol, uh, away from the village. Uh, so we're going to go to you first, and then we'll flash back over to Barbara and Kit. Um, it's a little bit of a ways off, and the cover from the trees. Should we take our headphones off? Um. No, I think I don't know. I I'll, f- I'll forget everything I hear anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this might be like a little long, so I'll leave it up to you guys. I don't think you guys need to take your headphones off. Okay. Yeah. Um, this might be entertaining anyway. So, uh, she leads you to this much thicker part of the forest where uh, the sunlight disappears and the whole place is covered in shadow and she leads you deep into the brush uh, so tall that it covers both of you with an extra foot above you and deep in that brush there is another hole in the ground um still pretty big uh surprisingly but only maybe about five feet in diameter this time um and she leads you down into this hole and it's only a few minutes of walking until you get to this big grand open space underground that seems to have been tunneled and there you can see skirmish killington uh sitting at a little table on on and and seated on the ground and he's got a deck of playing cards and a pint of ale and uh he's playing against what looks to be another possum <laughs> Oh, Skirmish, it's good to see you're safe. Ah, Errol, I didn't expect to see you here. And I know my accent's not great. We're pretending it's incredible. <laughs> this is actually Skirmish. Perfect, perfect accent. So perfect. <laughs> yeah. Sounds exactly the same to me. It yeah. Sounds exactly the same. Yes, exactly. What brings you down here? Uh, we were concerned about you. We saw a possum doppelganger uh, and got into a fight with the possum skirmish and you lost your foot and some David Cronenberg inspired graphics happened <laughs> and there was a keening and wailing of possum babies and it was horrifying. <laughs> um, but we were really concerned about your well-being and we wanted to make sure you were okay and find out what was happening. Oh, well, you know, that's really kind of you to go and do that at all. I, uh, I couldn't say I wouldn't have done the same thing in your shoes. But it's very nice of you to come and find me. Uh, you said 
skinning of possum babies. It they they they're not harmed. They were just very sad and imprisoned. Oh. Yes, well, I can imagine being sad and imprisoned would make you wail. Well, uh, uh so you found me. It's uh I guess I'm a little confused still about why you thought I'd be in danger. Uh, even if there was a weird skirmish going around, I can still hold my own, you know? Well, I mean, clearly there's some issue that needs to be dealt with, or they wouldn't need to impersonate you. So if we get to the root of this problem, then they won't need to pretend to be us. Us? There's been more? I thought for sure I was the only one. I had them promise to have me be the only one. Um, if I get you some more ale, will you tell me what's going on here? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> there was a, there was a squirrel opossum turf war and we got injured. Like, so <laughs> with, uh, with another pint of ale skirmish tells you everything he knows. So basically shortly after he had, sent you guys off to go and deal with the magic problem. Um, he had gone and investigated this weird possum problem that had been spoken about earlier. And he had found the giant hole in the basement and gone and explored and eventually found this possum village. Um, and they tried to subdue him, but he said he didn't want to go and try and kill anybody, just try and get some understanding. And eventually he learned that the possums and the squirrels were at war because the squirrels were trying to subjugate the possums. And the possums, being solitary creatures, didn't actually know how to fight. And so they have kept him here, and he's basically been teaching them how to fight, how to defend themselves, and all of that. And he says, Now, I still don't know why they're fighting. Uh, some thing about... Uh, Resources is just what they keep saying, but they keep a lot of the conflict. Oh, God, I'm going Skyrim Scandinavian. Um, they keep a lot of the conflict. Skyrim belongs to the possums. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need a meme of that now. Um, but uh, they keep the conflict uh, pretty well under wraps. And I'm still, they still don't trust me enough to go and tell me what I'm helping them with. But from what I've seen of those squirrels, I don't think they're in the wrong. The, the possums, I mean. Um, so this open area, is it just a clearing in the forest? Uh, you mean the village itself? No, no, the area we're in right now where we find skirmish playing cards. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's just dense forest. Yeah, and then you're underground right now. So the underground area, does it seem to be like a mine or like just a tunnel? No, it's just a tunnel that, that other woodland creatures have dug out. Hmm. Yeah. So while you're thinking about that, Errol, we'll go and switch over to Barbara and Kit. Uh, while you're at the Possum Village, you can see there's a lot of curious eyes. And there are some people like holding ham or possums, holding hammers, axes, makes of short swords and spears. And they're all watching you rather curiously, but they do end up coming up to you and saying, are you here to help us with the war too? Well, 
Well, we 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 were we were only here to you know get our friend back because he kind of turned into a load of possums, and as you can imagine, that threw up a few questions that we needed answered. Wait, so the secret possum doppelganger mecha technique worked? Well, for a bit, <laughs> until you know he has to move anywhere. Ah, yes, the coordination has always been the hardest part. I mean, if you want to, you know, talk about improvements to a a, 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 a doppelganger mech, mech, all you need to do is do kind of a, you know, re- reverse um, reverse housing uh, joints so that you don't end up with the you know the knees bending backwards. It's simply a one way kind of a thing. But you don't <laughs> want to hear about that. Uh, I'm probably shouldn't, uh, oh, you know, no. add we'd, war machines to my please <laughs> my tell us more. And there are, uh, there's like a subgroup of the Possum Village now just around you, Kit, being like, how could we possibly introduce a single direction for the joints? That's less flexibility for our other possums making it up. And oh, no. so they Attention. just start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just start like asking you like questions. And uh, you come to realize these possums are actually uh, in- like technically intelligent, like they know what they're doing. Okay, well, as fine as you can see, you know the knees bend both ways, like forward and backwards. Normally, they don't bend; they only bend one way. Otherwise, it's a broken limb. So, you know, if we maybe put a screw in here, I'm gonna go. <laughs> and look, it stops bending that way, which makes it a bit more realistic. And then, look, you probably want to avoid having a load of possums at each. End so if maybe just have a and we'll just talk technical things. I don't want to have to make <laughs> stuff up for the next 15 minutes. No, that's awesome. Um, a couple of possums come to you, Barbara, and they're like looking up at you. Oh, I've I just want to no, wait, before oh, yeah. we move on to me, yeah, does Kit have jury rig? Oh, yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, good catch. Uh, yes. Would you like to use that to try and improve their doppelganger mecha? Well, I think in, in uh, as a point of pride rather than actually wanting to help the war. <laughs> more, more of a, I can improve this, so it would yeah go ahead and annoy roll. me if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's give that a roll. Oh, that's handy. I rolled two sixes. Oh, wow. So that's uh, 14. That is great success. Um, I know that they have like specific things that you can do on a 10 plus, but like that's basically a crit success. Um, Yeah, you are able to jury rig this uh, entire doppelganger mecha that they're working on. And it basically just looks like skirmish again um, as they're piling in. And a couple of them, maybe like two or three, start making improvements on their own based on your direction. So you're now tutoring and teaching some of these possums how to improve the doppelganger mecha. Oh, yeah, I hope this isn't going to come back to bite us. So, Barbara, there are a couple that come up and say, I've never seen someone so large on four legs. All of the large creatures have been driven out since who knows when in this forest. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Nikamui. I'm a potion maker. See, this is a potion of spectral flesh lance. And this is a potion of 
gush of voidness and possession. <laughs> and, and this is a potion of invocation of seek unholy joiner. And this is copper negation. And this one is the five chance of the golden shackle, the 80 <laughs> chance of consumer killing. I just want to shout out to sevensanctum.com. I love these, the 80 chance of consumer killing. <laughs> is that like when you're giving out food for free at like a Costco, right? You got 80 chance of consumer killing. And if you can convince them to take your sample hot dog snip, you know, the tiny bit of the hot dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Anyway, the door of intoxication. Oh my gosh. Temples they of are distant just, devouring. Yeah, they are just <laughs> in awe of all of these potions you have. Well, I, we, we've never heard words like that before. For uh, potions at least. Can you show us what they do? How you make them? Sure, I can try to make one based on the local ingredients that you have down here that I haven't seen before. Okay, so they go and bring you um, a sprig of uh, holly. Well, not a sprig because it's not winter. It's a branch of holly. And um, they also bring you some uh, berries that you don't know the name of. They just called them good berries. And uh, the last thing they bring you uh, they handle it with a lot of care. And you can see it's a small bottle of water. And they say, now this is our most precious possession. But if it can be used in alchemy, it, I think, would be rather powerful. Come and take this clean well water. And they go and give it to you. Mm, this seems kind of like a healing one. So I'm going to click random a few times until I get like something other than endless barbs and then okay all right okay okay all right so I, I mix them all together and I say some words and I would boil them for a certain amount of time and then I distill the essential oils and then I I create the blessed invocation of the ultimate hearers interesting <laughs> <laughs> and the fun thing about potion making is you never really know what it's going to do until you use it so I hand it to yeah. them okay I'm just <laughs> oh, going to write oh, that down for reference uh, improvised weapon so I got to roll on it and it, it's um, so it happens and then the improvised weapon um, has you do weakness tags or not so this is kind of fun um, so I'll roll Okay, four is super broken, and I should not have done this because nothing can ever fail on cutting rolls for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I hit, and there are uh, no weakness tags, but you can tell me the range tag and at least one other tag based on the materials I used. And I don't see tags on the player side of things. Is tags on the GM side? I think so. Okay. I will admit I'm not very, like, I didn't really see tags mentioned much at all. Um at okay. least in the quick start. They might go more into it in the full game. All right, well, you can just make something up. So it's got a tag and a range, and it's called the Blessed Invocation of the Ultimate Hearer Hearers. The Ultimate Hearers. Okay. And so it's a range and just a general tag, you mm -hmm. said? <laughs> we'll see if that becomes relevant. <laughs> um, but until you use it, you won't know. Um <laughs> it could be anything 
Um, but they are amazed. And uh, especially with uh, giving the well water, there were a lot of opossums that were kind of gathered around to see what you'd create. And it's just this beautifully uh, translucent, uh, bluish-hued water, right? It's uh, It almost looks, it, it's like the color of blue in like tropical shallow waters. Very calming and very nice. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So we'll circle back to Errol finishing off your conversation with Skirmish. Um, Skirmish says, now, I don't quite know what it is you all want to do, but I did promise these opossums that I'd stay here and train them until their war was done. And uh, I don't really want to break my word. I... There's no need for you to come with us. We were trying to get to the root of the problem that required you to be doppelganged. Yes, well, I think the, uh, I'm surprised they went and tested it at the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall, but that really was something where I allowed them to take, you know, measurements and to basically base their mecha off of me, since I'm, you know, pretty strong and powerful, if I do say so myself. Um, GM. Mm-hmm. So earlier, I had noticed that the skirmish doppelganger had a vial of water on them. Do I see this vial on anybody else, like, in the area? Mm, I would probably say the only other person you see it on is Mama Possum. Um, I will look to Mama Possum and I will say... Uh, would this war have anything to do with this this vial of water I've seen on on a, you and your your baby's uh, person? I she looks at you with surprise and then a little bit of horror, and she says, "How did you know?" Uh, it was it seemed valuable, and uh, skirmish alluded to a war over resources, and I'm guessing that this might be the resource that you're. Uh, having conflict over. Hmm. Well, yes. I can go and tell your, you and your friends about it if you've gone and figured it out already. And now that you know that Skirmish is not being harmed and is kept safe, maybe now you'll be more uh, willing to go and help us, or at the very least make sure that you don't get, you don't interfere. Uh, yes, I, I think we should, uh, Skirmish, uh, i hate to run out on you, but I believe we need to con reconvene with my other party members, and uh, you had a nice game of cards going, so uh, I'm just going to go reconvene with them, and so we can discuss this situation and see how we can help. Oh, no worries. I was uh, almost winning, so I'd love to get back to it. <laughs> but good luck. Let me know how it goes. How it goes. He wishes you good luck. <laughs> uh, with that, I will head back in the direction we came. Uh, hopefully, okay. I guess Mama might follow me, maybe. Yeah, Mama will definitely follow, will lead you back. And uh, when you enter the village, you can see that Barbara's just finished making a potion. Kit's just finished helping make a new uh, skirmish. <laughs> and, Better uh, than the original. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Mama Possum will gather you all together and tell you the tale of this war right after this break. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we have been joined by Errol Corvidbow. 
Uh, Errol stares off into the distance and hears the wailing and screaming of possum babies. <laughs> uh, Kit slash Para Kit's a some, something, sorry. You know, it's probably a good thing Errol turned up because, I mean, one more polite bit of conversation in it and we'd be telling them how to split the atom. <laughs> <laughs> and Barbara Anjali. This can't possibly go bad for us. <laughs> oh, um, um, didn't we, we have a review? Yeah, we have a review. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, before we go, let's read it. All right. So uh, SpudBud87 left us a five-star review and said, The players are amazing and so fun to listen to. Harvest Hijinks was vegetable-packed a vegetable-packed adventure, although there was a distinct lack of potatoes. Aside from that, it's great. <laughs> Uh, if if you like our podcast, leave a review on wherever you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. It helps people find our episodes. Yeah. Come on back and listen to the rest of this one. Bye. 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 Today's mid-episode shout-out is from PXIK, who says, quote, The Wicked Empire Podcast. Using the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition game system, Dungeon Master Jared Logan crafts a stunning original adventure where no one meets in a tavern and everyone has a license to kill. Set on a remote tropical island full of exploding buildings, shattering glass, and gravity-defying martial arts, Wicked Empire is a summer blockbuster of a D&D 5e campaign that makes a Michael Bay film look like a church service. Starring Sidney Emanuel, Ross Bryant, Claire Grant, and Nora Ibrahim, New episodes of Wicked Empire air every Monday night at 8 p.m. EST on twitch.tv slash theglasscannon. I was so good until the end there. Twitch.tv slash theglasscannon. All right, end quote. You can arrange for us to read your shout out at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with Buy Me a Coffee. We have paperback, ebook, hardcover, and audiobook adaptations of our adventures on Amazon and Audible. Lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Thank you. Welcome back to this Fire Breathing Kittens episode. Since I've not gotten to roll any dice this entire game, I'm going to roll a d6 to determine who gives us our uh, summary of our first part. Kit, looks like it's you. Oh dear. Yeah, so um, we started that in the guild hall. Uh, just uh, play, I was playing with my hands. That sounds weird. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I, I was showing off my hands. Yeah, that works. And um, skirmish was outside. He's he's one of the old uh, old guard from last year. He was making a big old ruckus and drinking. And we brought him inside. And then he fell over and turned into a load of possums. And then we fought the possums very very briefly. And then a big big mama possum turned up. And um, kind of, we turned it into a stalemate. And she brought us downstairs, and there was a big, big secret tunnel that no one had noticed before. And <laughs> then we uh, we followed her down because she said that she'd tell us what happened to a skirmish. And then we got attacked by squirrels, and then um, somehow got out of that. And then we uh, turned up and found the possums kind of uh, clearing, and then. Um, Everyone went off to, to talk to Skirmish, and uh, I helped build mech suits, which was might have been a mistake, we'll see. <laughs> and, 
yeah, uh, we kind of let things off with uh, Big Mama Possum telling us, well, about to tell us how the war actually started between uh, the possums and the squirrels. Perfect. See, I was I was paying attention. You were paying attention. For once, I, I was paying attention. I mean, luck is on your side, I guess. I mean, I rolled a die. I didn't single you out. <laughs> uh, great. Yes, that is an excellent recap of the first part. And so now all three of you are together. Uh, since you all were listening to each other's parts, we'll do just a quick, like, you guys caught up and know uh, everything everybody else knows at this point. And uh, Mama Possum, with all of the other possum people, gather around you and tells you the story of how this war started. Um, and I'm not going to do the accent because that's going to be a lot of work for me. So I'm just going to relay it in my GM voice. <laughs> but uh, basically, a few months ago, um, the squirrels who had been living rather peacefully alongside the rest of the woodland creatures um, suddenly changed. Uh, they started like they basically started camping out in one particular part of the forest and wouldn't let anybody else go there. But the problem is this particular area of the forest is where everyone got some fresh water. Um, there, so this forest you find out is right next to the Emu river. And a lot of the animals would get their water from the Emu river, but some other animals, those who are further away from the river would go to this well instead um, until the squirrels basically started monopolizing it and attacking anybody who came near. And so uh, tensions only worsened once the Emu River water became, for some reason, undrinkable. And it's been a huge problem in the forest where um, a lot of the river life has either died or escaped the river to find someplace new to live or... Everyone else who needs water just goes to this well. And since that's happened, the, the squirrels have been defending this one area of the forest and forcing woodland creatures to basically pay for water. And so at this point, uh, Mama Possum says, do you know what it's like to have to pay for water? Something that is a given right for everything that lives upon this earth. There's nothing worse than having to figure out, one, what you actually have to pay with. They didn't actually ever say anything about that. They just wanted us to give them anything valuable. And so, though there are most of the other woodland creatures have since left, we have decided to stay and fight. This water is for everybody, especially if the Imu River is no longer a good source of water for all of us. So many people, or so many animals have been displaced. And we do not want to be displaced either. Hmm. So, um, has anyone done any investigation as to where this, if there's a possible way you could dig a well to the same source? Is that possible? We've once tried to do that, but it seems as though the squirrels have gone and dug many multiple tunnels. We don't know which whittling creatures have helped them, but they've all barred off any kind of path we could take to get to the aquifer beneath the two possible solutions that I can think of off the top of my head would be one, fire-breathing kittens take over the well and are, we're forced to be the arbiter of who gets water because a neutral party, right? 
And then the second option would be we find a second access source to the aquifer. That way, the possums and the squirrels have equal access, and it's not a monopoly. What do you guys think? Uh, third option, we let the possums live in the guildhall basement, which is of unknowable infinite proportions, and we just run a tap from the bar for that water. I... Have, I am suspicious. I don't have any proof of this. And maybe you can help us find out. But I'm suspicious that the change that these woodland creatures have underwent is that this water has gained them some form of sentience that they didn't have before. Have you guys always been real Einsteins? Hmm. Well, there definitely is a change, but we don't really know exactly how that happened if uh, if what you're asking is if we've always been this smart then no but that's part of the reason why skirmish is so important to us he's been helping us become smarter uh oh <laughs> <laughs> um when when did you begin building huts in a village hmm right around the start of the war we are normally solitary creatures but with the squirrels encroaching on every part of the forest, we decided to band together. Were the ones who began the initial banding together the ones who also discovered the source of the water? The water has always been known to us. It is a very common well that everyone in the forest uses for water, if not the river. So it's the conflict that led you to band together and not necessarily the water source, it seems. Aye, that's correct. Well, would you be open to a new source of water that's uh, we that is under negotiation? Uh, go ahead and roll for persuade an NPC. Can I help? Uh, yeah. How do you want to help? Proposing a method. Do collection. D E W D E W collection. Mm, uh. Okay, I was about to be like, <laughs> dues. You you want them to become? <laughs> you want yeah. them to charge too? <laughs> So I'm going to help, right, on page mm -hmm. 10. Okay, I'm going to mark exhaustion. And then because you're my friend, I can mark two exhaustion to give you plus two, I think, on the friends section. And maybe if the GM allows that, it's in the friends section. Uh, yeah, let me look that up real quick. Yeah, I'll allow that. So a plus two? Yeah, that was on page... Does it not have a page? It's on character creation, and it says connections, friend, when you help them, you mark two exhaustion, you have plus two instead of one exhaustion for plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone in FBK is friends. All right. So with that, I rolled an eight, and I got plus one charm and plus two on top of that, so that's 11. Very nice. Um, so all of the opossums in the village hear your solution, and they start talking to each other. Oh, another source of water. That'd be so helpful. How do we know we can trust them and they won't turn on us? Um, but Mama Possum holds up her hands and says, I know you all are worried. I was worried too. But the fire-breathing kittens, some of them have been rather helpful and honest. I think we should hear what they have to say. So she turns to you and says, uh, can you explain? And then all of a sudden there's a 
horn sound and all of the possums turn quick to your battle stations and they all run off towards uh the perimeter of the forest mama possum turns to you all the squirrels are attacking they must have followed us quick can you please help us defend our home of course only if i can pilot the mech suit (laughs) you gotta take it for a test drive you know I, the handful of possum tinkerers who are working with you, I usher you into the uh, chest cavity of the skirmish doppelganger mecha, and then they fill the arms and legs. Um, uh, Errol will uh, find a place to hide uh, so he can do some sneaky stuff when the army arrives. I would say... Not outside of the village, but like on the outskirts. So when they first enter, he can kind of maneuver behind, hopefully. Okay. And I can roll for that if you'd like. Yeah, that looks like attempt roguish feats. Okay. So finesse. Um, I do have, I took one from a different class, which was ranger for my advancement. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you attempt roguish feats, relying on stealth, you can mark exhaustion to choose one fewer from the list. So I'm going to roll first, and then I might use that, depending on how this comes out. Ooh, I don't... That was really good. I got an 11, and I got finesse as plus two. Awesome. Very nice. Uh, So that is definitely a hit. Uh, On a 10 plus, you can choose one of the three options, uh, which is more of like a... It's a bane that you have to choose for your action. Now, do I still get... Because this thing says I can mark exhaustion to choose one fewer item. Can I still use that? Yeah, you can. In which case, you don't have to pick any of them. All right. That's what I'm going to do. Awesome. Uh, So Errol uh, disappears off into the underbrush while Kit gets up into the mecha. Barbara, what are you doing? Realizing that truly the conflict is not between squirrel or possum, but rather between thirsty and the lack of water... I'm not engaging in combat. I'm building things. Um, And I'm like a potion maker. So I'm trying to make a cauldron. A really big cauldron. Because dew collection in my mind is funneled through my personal experience of I make cauldrons. So um, I'm... Or I could try to make like a polymer and like a cellophane dew collection system. That might mm, that might work better. So I'm fiddling. I'm fiddling with stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, you can be towards the back of the village where it's a little bit more protected and away from the uh, from the actual fighting. It's okay if I'm not too, because I uh, I am seven feet tall. I am the Great Dane amongst Pomeranians, so if I get injured, it it kind of goes with the territory of just being big and there. Fair enough. I mean, let's face it, are are they actual squirrel-sized squirrels? Uh, Yeah, so the squirrels are squirrel-sized squirrels. The possums just seem to be a lot bigger. So just think about how large the squirrels' weapons are going to be. They're probably not going to do damage to an actual horse. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm okay with, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to like look at my mechanics and see some way that I can build something. I do have a, it says I have workshop stuff. When I dedicate myself to making a thing or to getting to the bottom of something, decide what and tell the GM. The GM will give you between one to four conditions that I must fulfill to accomplish my goal, including time taken, 
materials needed, help needed, and the limits on the project. So it might be like a four-turn <laughs> quest that I am embarking on. Yeah, which is uh, interesting to think about considering that there is no formal turn order <laughs> or anything in this game. So uh, we'll wing it. So yeah. I think it would definitely take... So you're going with the cauldron? No, no, okay. no. Because that's not a water collection system. That's a water transmutation system i should Mm -hmm. go for i should go for like an inverted bottle collection system right yeah so Mm -hmm. what i'm doing is i'm i'm putting so if you've ever dug a hole and put cellophane over it and then put a bottle or a bowl in the bottom of the hole that's a way to collect water from your environment when you're out in the woods and being a master of glass working there we go barbara knows about how glass gets condensation on it and so she's got a lot of holes nearby there's a big five foot hole so she goes to that and she's gonna be like let's put a dome over this hole and a bowl in the middle of it and like a string from the top of the dome down to the bowl and we'll collect some water (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna take a while and that's gonna gonna take a a skirmish help because i can't lift nothing so yeah so um but it doesn't yeah, have glass. You, yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. want to do that during this uh, <laughs> this war, <laughs> this battle, um, feel free. I, I working towards the the solution. Um, I mean, if you wanted, you could get even more picky than that, uh, GM, and argue that because we're underground the temperature is fairly constant Mm. therefore because condensation only forms due to temperature changes overnight that's true you wouldn't necessarily get nearly as much condensation as you would if it were above ground Mm -hmm. that's true i'm gonna have to add some temperature fluctuation but then again it's a fantasy world we've got talking possums who knows how physics works no, no, no. I can build a campfire. I can make a, like a chimney going on here to funnel the heat. Give give you a few more things to do at the very least. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that gives me like turns. And then I'll make a roll each turn for how good I am at each stage of the process. Temperature fluctuation. Yeah. Glass, glass uh, shape. It's got to be the right shape. It's got to be like mm-hmm. an arch, you know. And then... Uh, Okay. Skirmish lifting stuff into place without dropping it on a possum. Yeah. So, okay. Right. So here's how we're going to do this. Um, I'm going to institute a turn order because I don't <laughs> think there's, there's at the very least every time. So after Errol and Kit take their turns, we'll have you roll, uh, Barbara. Okay. So we'll do it that way. Errol, Kit, you don't necessarily have to follow a turn order. Just know that you have to do something so that Barbara can then do her thing. Um, So you guys are basically like, hold, like, you're going up against these squirrels and holding the line against them as as Barbara's working on her solution for the water problem. (laughs) I'm writing stuff down. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I I trust you. I trust you for this. We're going to have like a full on actual system that works by the end of this game. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So we're going to go to Errol and Kit. Um, You guys are getting up to the uh, front lines. And I mean, they're squirrels, right? 
How much danger could they possibly pose? There is, there are multiple large, so imagine it as like, okay. So you know how in some fantasy games you have like a swarm of rats? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a swarm of rats, but it's in the form of a warthog, basically. So it's like these these big pigs that are literally made like of squirrels. Like the squirrels <laughs> are working together to make this. So it's not like the mecha. It is like they have actually come together as individuals to make this like to make this warthog entity. And there are like there are a good handful of those marching towards the village and then other individual squirrel soldiers holding uh lances and you can see that they're tipped in something colorful Hmm. the um so uh, when we got attacked before uh the there was a leader squirrel that i attempted to Mm -hmm. instigate uh an altercation with (laughs) where is this individual on the battlefield did i do i see them uh, they appear to be riding atop one of the squirrel warthogs. Hmm. So like other combats we've done today, I will leave it to you guys to start off with your actions. And then I will react as the GM in this battle scenario. And I have well, sent I'm- my proposed four stages of dew harvesting in the chat. Uh, I think from a tactical standpoint, maybe... Errol, we should send you out to negotiate because there's always a a bit of a standoff right at the beginning of one of these just just to try and avoid like total carnage if we can. Hmm. And you're yeah, the talky one. I I kind of wanted to like see if I could get into position to take out their leader, but to do that I would need to remain hidden. Although I do have an ability that it lets me slip back into the shadows if I want to. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure if fighting breaks out, it'd be quite easy to slink off. People don't tend to pay that much attention when a sword's aiming for their head. Hmm. Okay. Um, these possums, do they have, like, <laughs> do they have possum equivalent of horses or, like, a means of conveyance? <laughs> 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 or do they just walk everywhere? They they basically walk everywhere. Although there are a number of them up in the trees, and uh, you do have the uh, skirmish doppelganger mecha, um, but that's about it. They're not cavalry based. All right. Well, as they are getting close, uh, Errol will jump from the shadows and stand in front of the leader with his hands up. To see if he can, like, stop them to talk for a second. Okay. Uh, The squirrel leader stands atop the uh, squirrel warthog hag and holds up a small paw. Halt, it says. And then looking at you, Errol, again, puts its hands on its hips. What do you want? So before I try to uh, say something, can I try to figure someone out? Yeah, go ahead and roll for that. So essentially, I'm trying to, I want to get, inf- if if possible, I want to get information on how I can negotiate better with this squirrel. Okay. 
meanwhile, can I read a tense situation? Yes, you may. Because I believe that is uh, what I would describe this as. <laughs> okay, so that's a nine for reading that. Okay, so uh, yeah, one of the I, questions. Yeah, I would probably like to go, who or what is most vulnerable to me? Mm, okay, so Errol, trying to figure out this leader squirrel, you said you wanted to see how you could negotiate? Yeah, I... I was using the move figure someone out and I yeah. rolled a six and I rolled really Ooh. poorly. Okay. Yeah. So you can't really read um, their intentions. They definitely seem seem violent. Um, but based on Mama Possum's story and the way that the army is holding themselves, it's definitely hard to tell if there's anything that could stop this conflict. It seems like it was building up to this battle for a while. Uh, Kit, reading the tense situation, you can see that those who are most vulnerable to you in terms of being in the Mecca are actually the warthogs themselves. Um, though they are large, they are not very maneuverable. And so it'd be rel it would be easier to go after these warthogs rather than the individual squirrels. So, um... GM, see, sensing that I might not be able to make ground in a negotiation, uh, Errol will use this opportunity to try to... Uh, essentially, I'm going to sp uh, speak to him and <laughs> I'm going to say, Oh, great squirrely one. <laughs> we do not wish to disturb the peace of your well and we have we only wish for the possum people to live in peace in this forest but i'm gonna go and try to make it as long and drawn out as possible while like uh polishing his ego as i'm going okay so trying to buy time <laughs> yes basically. essentially um i'm gonna actually have you also roll for trick and npc and while you're doing that, Barbara, they've both taken a turn apiece, so you can go and roll for your first stage, which is forming the condensation glass dome. Yes, and if you guys listening at home want to look this up, it's called a solar still, and it's legit a survival technique. If you're in the wild and you've got a sheet of plastic or a spare plastic bag, you dig a hole and you make like a picture like a glasses lens how it's round you make the you make it bowl size like convex down into the ground concave down into the ground you know like i don't know what, how to describe this uh anyway so the thing that i need to do first is build the glass condensation dome so what i'm doing is i'm getting my bottles out and i'm using magic to use all of my spare bottles and i'm magically reshaping them making a big old satellite dish that's going to be five feet in diameter for this five foot skirmish hole. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying for this time. Okay. If you look at the solar still diagram, it's the tarp in the solar still or the plastic sheet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and its lowest point is in the middle and it's downward. So the, the water is actually collecting from the underside of this bowl. Right. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to try to roll cutting. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
honestly, it kind of seems like the best stat of all of them. Yeah. Okay, good. Because it's my best stat, too. That's a 10? Okay, yeah. So your first step is successful. Yay. And if you guys want to pass it off to me more often, there are four things I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so which which portion of this battle is going to be our regularly scheduled broadcast? Um, okay, cool. So Barbara's going in on the solar still. Um, what did you roll, Errol? Uh, I rolled an eight. Um, and it says choose one. So I would like to choose they overreact, take plus one forward against them. Mm, okay. Can I give that to Barbara instead of taking it for myself? I don't think you can. Don't okay, worry. So I ha- I'm only good at okay. one thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's cunning. Um, instead of that, then I will say they stumble and you gain a critical opportunity. Okay. So the squirrel, due to your flattery... Um, kind of has started to somewhat ignore the battlefield and but everybody is still at a standstill but he's just kind of like sitting there smiling really enjoying just like all of the empty words that you're throwing at him Uh, and so kit this can open up an opportunity for you or any of the other possums to basically go in and start attacking the squirrels taking them by surprise I'm so glad you mentioned that because I I was thinking that whilst I'm in the mech, um, I was if I swap over my stats for finesse and might, so instead of my plus two on finesse, it goes to a plus two for might and then yeah. zero finesse with the yeah. idea that if I'm in a big clunky mech, then exactly. I'm not going to be quite as, but it's more of a smashy smash. Yes, I completely it's agree skirmish, with that. Right? Exactly. Skirmish like breaks stuff. He hits things. Yeah. I I will allow that. That makes sense. So with that in mind, I think it's only fair that I roll to wreck. Yes. Absolutely. So wreck I with ro- your mech. Roll with that with some <laughs> might. Wreck with mech. Please. Oh, yes. Hang on. I I, I don't want it. Oh, wow. There's a, there's a six and yeah. another six. Nice. That's excellent. Okay. Well, I mean, it just says, like, on a hit, you seriously break it. It can't be used again it's, until it's prepared. Well, um, I, I, you I think two I, sixes, yeah, so I kind of want to give my, you more. Yeah. Well, in my head, I was aiming for the, like, the warthog their leader was sat on. Mm-hmm. With, a, like, a big kick. Yeah. Why don't you paint that picture for us? <laughs> um, so as the their leader, I'm, I'm imagining it's a red squirrel and the rest of them are kind of gray and black squirrels. Yes, yes. Um, as he's kind of like sat there just pondering what to do, there's this like big hulking eight foot skirmish that just starts towering like the Iron Giant just cl- like it clumbers over and just... <laughs> hoofs a great like metal foot <laughs> o- over at it and it kind of makes contact right kind of in the midriff of the the squirrel fort based warthog and it just sends <laughs> like like bowling a strike it just sends them all flying yes and um, maybe sends the leader like careering against like the back wall of the cave and like just hit it like smacking it against the side absolutely uh, you kick that warthog so hard 
there are three frames just to show it. <laughs> and then and then everyone else has a separate reaction shot which kind yes. of cuts in over the exactly. top. Exactly. Ching ching ching. <gasps> oh, <gosh>. oh, <laughs> and all the squirrels just go flying. And the leader um is is shouting as they're thrown back. Attack! <laughs> So, GM, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, so that nose for gold ability I have, it says when you figure someone out, you can always ask even on a miss. So okay. for this for this squirrel that I was trying to figure out, does it have anything valuable on it? Um. Or what is the yeah yeah what does it have anything most valuable on it? So. Yeah, you'll see that there's a key on its on its belt, and it is wearing a belt. <laughs> But no clothes. But no clothes. Yeah, exactly. Just a utility belt. <laughs> like Batman. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> do we need to give Barbara a turn? I didn't know if I had yep. went. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With like fast paced music, we cut from this like incredible like scene to another incredible but of a different type scene. <laughs> Now we learn about Bernoulli's principle. <laughs> Science segue. Okay, so I'm using a fire because as you've noticed, a solar still requires the sun and we're underground. So we've got to use an external energy source and that's going to be a fire. And I've sent you this diagram of Bernoulli's principle. So you've got a tube and this tube starts out really wide, right? We've got mm -hmm. a fire and we've got a chimney and then the tube gets narrower and narrower means that the individual lines going through that part of the tube have to like shoot through it faster and higher speed of flow means lower pressure. So that means we can have a second line there and it'll get sucked in because of Bernoulli's principle, higher speed of flow, narrower pipe, you got that second. It's basically we've got the ability to suck air in. So we can pull in air from elsewhere in the cave using this fire and funnel it through the dome area, that whole thing going on, to have a source of basically water doesn't come from nowhere. We've got to have a source of damp cave air. And that's how we're sucking in this damp cave air to make our system. Okay. So <laughs> I hope I've explained that. And there's a diagram. <laughs> you guys can look up Bernoulli's principle. Yeah. yeah. So also, side note, Bernoulli's this, this principle is, is how a, f a plane flies. It is. This is basically the equivalent of Barbara doing homework while there's a house party downstairs. <laughs> yes. She hears all these like crashes and commotion and screaming and she's like, okay, carry the one. And... Awesome. So I will ask you for a cunning roll and okay. I'm going to do a might roll to have Skirmish help you dig this. Because I want to roll dice too. <laughs> okay, I got an 11 because I really shouldn't have gotten a plus four cutting. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, skirmish got a nine. So I, that's just going to take two extra, like one extra turn. Um, so you're directing him and he's uh, just, you know, he's doing his best, <laughs> but he doesn't get it quite right sometimes. So you have to go in and fix it. So it's going to be an extra turn. Um and then we can move on to step number three. Okay. 
Okay. Errol, Kit, what you doing? Um, so I really want to try and steal this key, but I have to get into position. I imagine I have to use stealth to get into position, or could I do it as one action doing roguish stuff? Um, I would do that as one active, like one attempt roguish feats thing. Um, and I do just want to let you guys know from Kit's kick, you did one injury to like the army. And then you also did one morale damage. So. Yeah, I, I don't reckon it's good for morale. No. Like you see your leader instantly get booted across the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> entire length of the battlefield. Basically. Uh, so go ahead and attempt roguish feat, Errol. All right. Oh, gosh. My rolling so bad right now. Five. Oh, no. Okay, so... I uh, you try and go over in the chaos, but as uh, it seems as though Kit's kick has whipped the squirrel army into action and the opossum army has been whipped into action as well. So now you are basically charging with the opossums into the uh, squirrel <laughs> mayhem. So no, no key, unfortunately. Um, and now you got to watch your back. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Kit, I think there's this... Hang on. Uh, okay. Sorry, I'm just reading the rules. It was bound to happen at some point. <laughs> well, I think it's only fair. I may as well just roll to wreck again. Fair enough. I'm, I'm in a big mech. Why would I not wreck? Yeah. So we'll we'll try and aim, aim another kick at another wave of squirrels. Try and send them flying. Ooh, not so good. That's a five in total. Ooh, yeah. I... You're you try. I blame Errol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're close to kicking Errol, and you have to change uh, trajectory at the last minute. And you like swipe a couple of squirrels, but not enough to do damage to the enemy mm. forces. Okay, you guys get you each get another action before we go back to Barbara. So, after getting in the way of Kit's kick. Since I am caught up in this conflict and I have failed to stealth anywhere, um, would I be able to, to try and attack the leader or would I just need to attack something nearby? Uh, you can go and try How to attack the leader. He would be within like range. Um, he went flying some time ago. Yeah, so you'd have to move. In, uh, okay, so we'll say one action. Uh, one move will be to find him first. He's probably picking himself up off the ground and kind of dusting himself off and checking him his head. Yeah. For so things. I'll say, but read he, that, that. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say he might be further away from the rest of the group. So he, if he's isolated, that might make him a slightly easier target. Yeah. So I'll say you can read a tense situation to uh, try and locate the leader very quickly, or trust fate. To locate the leader quickly. Um, but you are not in range and you don't know exactly where he is uh, right now to be able to attack him. Or, you know, you can go and choose to attack somebody else. Hmm. I will try to find him. Okay, that was much better. I got a 10 on that one for read a tense situation. Perfect. Yeah, so you get to ask three questions. Um... What's my best way in to get to the leader? 
Okay, you look around trying to defend yourself and you can see um, probably about a few yards away, um, maybe like half a football field. So that's more than a few yards, a number of yards away. Uh, you're able to see that red squirrel fur amidst the gray. Um, and what's in your way are two warthogs, squirrel warthogs basically uh who or what is most vulnerable to me um individual squirrels for sure is more vulnerable to your uh to your attacks and in general you can try and disappear into the crowd if you want to utilize your stealth uh and last one is uh, what should i be on the lookout for Mm, i'd say be on the lookout for be on the lookout for Mecha Skirmish. <laughs> um, True. Yeah, that is by far the biggest threat here. All of these woodland creatures, though the opossums are larger than normal, they're still small and your size. So you, ha- the giant is the biggest thing you need to worry about. Uh, it also says I get to take plus one when acting on the answers. Yeah, so on your next turn, if you want to go towards the leader and like attack the warthog or something, you would get a plus one to whatever move you decide to do to do that. Or if you want to like blend into the crowd, you'd carry plus one there. All right. Cool. And then Kit, what are you going to be doing? Well, my initial idea is strictly speaking, I for these special moves, you need to have the correct, uh, uh, the correct weapon skills for it. Right. But because, again, because I'm in Mecha Skirmish, I was thinking this uh, Stormer group in melee looked quite suitable with the idea it's basically just barreling right into the group. Because obviously I'm not going to use like my normal like trick shot, for example. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Or my I'll finesse allow that. based ones. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So if, if so if I see like um Errol trying to make his way kind of um towards the leader and I see these two like warthogs in the way, we're gonna be like, okay, charge them mm-hmm. to try either get them out of get either get them out of the way or form a distraction to let Errol sneak round. Awesome. And let's hope this works. Yeah. Big if true. I picked the right dice to roll today. Oh my god. <laughs> Two sixes again? Wow. Okay. Uh you get both of them. <laughs> it's uh it's 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 perhaps not as spectacular as your first one, but you're able to barrel into both of these warthogs. Uh, just as Errol is just kind of like standing there trying to decide what to do, it's just like skirm- Mecha Skirmish just like comes from the side and like takes them out. And now <laughs> you just have like a strip of clear land. The only thing between you and the leader is a bunch of individual gray squirrels who are, let's be real, pretty terrified of this Mecha Skirmish at this point. <laughs> Basically the equivalent of a, of a train just going... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mecha-coon coming from the, coming from the side. 
<laughs> Skirmish the kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, Barbara, we'll flip back to you. Taking a little longer to make this chimney, but you've got it down. Step three. Great. So we've got a condensation plate, which is like a glass bowl. It's like a big old glass bowl in a hole. <laughs> we've got a water source in, which is this cold, uh, well, I mean, this underground damp air, which is being driven in using Bernoulli's principle and this fire. And we've got, well, we've got condensation happening, but the problem is that the condensation is drip, drip, dripping but your water is like down there and you want it to be up here with you. What do you do about it? Do you climb down in a hole, get a bucket and climb out? That sounds dumb. Let's instead use Archimedes screw. So the Archimedes screw is basically a hand crankable, big old screw. And as it rotates, the water in the bottom of it gets spiraled up continuously and comes out. So it's like a, a better than a bucket on a string it's a crankable water retrieval system so i have water automation retrie- or bowl collection and plumbing automation is step three and i'd like to roll cunning to build an archimedes screw go for it well uh seven plus four is 11 again <laughs> <laughs> yeah folks remember at the beginning of this game i said it was okay because i hadn't read the character creation rules thoroughly Read your character creation rules thoroughly before telling your characters they can level up a bunch. <laughs> well, let's say it's a max of two. That'd still be a nine, which is a That's success. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that would still be a success in general. Um, so perfect. You are working hard to construct this Archimedes screw, and you can hear the sound of the battle uh, far away. And it's somewhat promising. All you really hear is like, for once it's not baby possums who are keening (laughs) awesome all right errol kit what are you guys doing you've got a clearer path errol and uh kit has done quite a lot of damage uh you took out two of their warhogs so you do two more injury um if you are able to fill all of their injury boxes. You guys don't know how many they've got, but if you're able to do it, um, they're basically like the army's forces are out of commission, basically, because they're too injured to move unless someone goes and heals them, which is always possible. Um, But you have done all of injury, no uh, one exhaustion just by how long this battle has taken place um, and one decay because you've defeated a number of their warthogs. Um, given the amount of time that's passed, I will also have you to take one exhaustion. But none of neither of you have been injured so far. And then I'll also put one decay on the mecha skirmish. And the mecha skirmish has um, three decay boxes. So, so I'll keep track of that too. So if I mark one more exhaustion and that's my final box... That's it, right? That yeah, you are too <laughs> exhausted to move. So you're reaching your mm. limit, Errol. Yeah, and I was I had a plan for how I was gonna do something, but I don't know if it's gonna work out. Uh well Errol, if it helps, you've got this um 
on the weapon moves, you've got target someone, which I think may be of particular interest to you. And I'm curious, Errol, how does your exhaustion clear? I have to be rebellious against an authority figure, which is why I was going after the leader yeah. guy. You, you, you take him out, I think you could probably clear that. Um, but yeah, target someone says, when you target a vulnerable foe at far range, and if you've been yeeted against a cave wall, I think that would qualify <laughs> as vulnerable. Uh, roll with finesse. On a hit, you inflict injury, and then on a 10 plus, you can strike again before they get to cover. Inflict injury again, or keep your position hidden. Your choice. You know what's ironic? Is I was all like, choose your nature. And I was like, I don't know if I'm a perfectionist or not. Why? I would never sacrifice other inter- others' interests to complete a project <laughs> or craft. Proceeds to immediately do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> well, yeah. if you if you yell conspiracy theories while you're doing your little science project, <laughs> then that counts as radical. I'm moving it back to perfectionist because it's like I I want it to not be, but I am. <laughs> like, that's just I can't deny. No, no, you have to like stick with the radical for this. Sorry, <laughs> you got to change it once. <laughs> Just, you're just learning unless, more about Barbara. Unless, unless for these people, scientific principles count as dangerous ideas. That's, you know? I mean, probably not because they're building a mecha skirmish. <laughs> so maybe I was espousing dangerous ideas. <laughs> Kids are maybe radical. I been radical. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. I would never sacrifice you two's interest in combat to complete my project or craft. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, it's just funny. Um, so, keep going. Uh, so, the, the only issue with target someone, Kit, is that it needs to be at far range, and all my weapons are close range. So, you have to have the tag far for your range on your weapon, I think. Hey, now- Errol, this uh, possum comes up to you with a bottle and it's got translucent blue liquid in it like tropical shallow waters and the possum whispers to you the blessed invocation of the ultimate hearers (laughs) (laughs) um okay does it say does it have a tag that says drink me on it It's a weapon, so don't do that. But um. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's okay. got "throw me" written on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Throw me. Yeah, I need. Yeah, the, you can I do need that. clear instructions. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. I'll try to chuck this at the leader guy. Okay. Um, roll with finesse when you target a vulnerable foe at far range. Definitely vulnerable. Uh, on a 10 plus, you can strike again before they get to cover or keep your position hidden, your choice. So it sounds like you just automatically succeed. And then what you roll for is what you do after. Well, it, no, it says on a hit, you inflict injury. Oh, wow. That was the second sentence and I totally it's, missed it's it. It's a very small sentence, yeah. granted. <laughs> okay, it's quite a, a boring hit. one too, so... Yeah, that's fair. Like, I saw the number and I was like, okay, this is going to tell me what happens on a 10 plus and a 7 to 9. Uh, but yeah, so all you need is a 7. That's the very least you need. So technically the plus 1 was for finding the leader, but can, could I use it to hit him? Uh, yes, because you're using that knowledge for your next action. I got an 8. An 8? Wait, wait, wait with an S, I'm sorry, it's a 9, but that's okay. Yeah, no, that still works. 
if you had gotten one more, then you could do an extra action. So always add up those modifiers. Um, but okay, with a nine, you chuck <laughs> this uh, potion at the leader and it smashes against him, covering him in this blue liquid. And for a moment, uh, he's just like, ah, oh no, what is this? Ah, uh, no, I'm a purple squirrel. <laughs> what? What is it? What? What do you see? It's so loud. It's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like covers his ears. It's just like, make it stop. Make it stop. I don't want to hear about your grandmother's recipe for fudge. No. <laughs> So, um, since this gave away my position because I didn't get the the higher option, I will scream at the squirrel. I will say, <laughs> "The possum people will never follow you, squirrel." <laughs> and it, and hope that I was rebellious enough to get the <laughs> screaming at someone with like a hearing aid in how rude. <laughs> well, 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 screaming at someone and chucking basically paint on them, I'd say that counts as rebellious. Yeah, I definitely. Um, yeah, so you get that is rebellious for sure. The possums behind you go, yeah, never surrender. <laughs> and they are buoyed by just like this, the squirrel leaders um break down into madness apparently um <laughs> there uh so they end up taking another point of morale which is great uh if you end up filling up all of their morale boxes they just lose the will to fight basically um and then there is a point of hmm would going mad be injury or exhaustion <laughs> i don't know yeah it really depends how, wouldn't it? It really does. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say exhaustion for this one. Mental exhaustion. Solid. You guys are doing quite a number on the forces. They are uh, looking around in distress. They're looking for leadership, but their leader is yelling about not, uh, not really caring about what temperature your oven has to be in order to get the perfect crisp on your, on your pie crust. Um. So yeah, Kit, that that's what you're that's what you're met with. There are a couple, there are like two more of those warthogs, but uh, there are a lot of smaller squirrels as well, and then the leader at the back of them. Mm. Are you guys riffing off pie because of possum pie? No, no, I, I actually okay. don't know what that is. It's like chocolate pie, but oh, interesting. Yeah. I was like, there's no way they don't. All right, no, <laughs> it's regional. Yeah, it does not have possums in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a mud pie there's no pie in it it just is called that yeah there's no possum in possum pie exactly <laughs> as far as you know <laughs> <laughs> okay i think what we'll probably do is uh just re regular engage in melee okay so start just start smacking fools Sounds good. Go ahead and roll might. Uh, that's a seven on the dice plus a two for might makes a nine. 
Awesome. So go ahead and pick one of those options as you start swinging your hands and feet and uh, running them basically into all of these squirrels. Um, I, um, see, I'm, I'm, I'm personally thinking we should try and shift more to morale harm because they're more likely just to give up at that point rather than having one like squirrels which are like roundly physically beaten but more likely to try and come back later on. So if we go for you impress, dismay, or frighten your foe, mm. and if there's any word to describe a giant metal skirmish, like swinging his fists around the battlefield, it's frightening. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, even though there are still quite a lot of squirrels on this battlefield, uh, they're engaged with the opossums. They've just seen their leader taken out. And now the mecha is not just targeting the squirrel warthogs. They're also just targeting the squirrels. It's it's terrifying. Yeah, the, the arms start spinning around like very fast windmill <laughs> oh, <no>. blades. <laughs> it just walks forward towards them and they all just scatter. Absolutely. None of them are going to get caught in that if they can help it. Um, and given all of the chaos and just how much of their larger squirrel warthog forces have been taken out, you've marked the last box. So there are three morale boxes and you've been able to uh, nick uh, or X out all of them. So you guys are going through. The squirrels all run dragging their now mad leader after them and the opossums lift their weapons in uh in victory and cry you better run we're going to go and catch you we're going to give the water back to everybody Ray, but i want to hear what's happening with the making the the funnel thing absolutely this is the last step for the very last step we have the thing that barbara can't really do on her own and that's Moving all the parts into place, the phase is called heavy construction. <laughs> Got to put it all together. And that's going to take multiple hands. So this is when I imagine I'm like, hey, everybody, can you lend a hand for a moment? Everybody, <laughs> stop your war. I need to move some things from here to there. <laughs> How utterly convenient that the war has ended, or at least the battle has ended right when you need all of these hands. Do you mind helping? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, they all go. Uh, you get a, a lot of opossums high on victory. Um, and some of them are uh, whispering, starting to like share tales. Oh, yeah, she was the one who made that concoction. The one that made the leader go mad. Yeah, let's go and help her. And uh, hmm, that's that's kind of an interesting a thing to roll, but like I'd say might, um, but you will get help from all of the opossums. I definitely need help. Yeah, might is yeah. Uh, is a plus zero for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna roll and then hopefully get some assistance. That is well, it's a seven, which is average, but um, that's true. And with their help, uh, that is a plus one, so an eight. So yay. it takes a little longer than you expected. Um, they are tired, the adrenaline's dying down, but eventually 
the last piece is placed on your on your still, your solar still. That's dope. (laughs) (laughs) A mama possum comes up to all of you and there are possums cheering and hugging and everything. And she goes to the three of you and says, I don't know how to repay you for your kind actions. I did a mistrust you. And I and I apologize for that. <laughs> but you've shown your worth. And I thank you for that. All of us here at the Possum Village, thank you for that. And there's a resounding, thank you. You're the best. Awesome. Fire-breathing kittens. When they smile, all the possums have too many teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you guys have seen possums. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, their noses are just a bit too long. <laughs> so uh there is uh there's a great victory party that's now um getting ready to be thrown and mama possum says you all are welcome to stay but i also know that you're likely wanting to return to the guild and i'd like to come with you when you do just so that i can get my get my babies back Um, before we leave uh, Errol is practicing uh, playing dead with Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's just like, wow, you're so good at this. And then uh, Kit is extracting himself from Mecha Skirmish. And al- also, I just considered the fact that because we've also got like possums in, like, in the arms. Mm-hmm. Due to the maneuver we just pulled, yeah, with the arms spinning, <laughs> we basically just put two possums in into a centrifuge. Yeah. <laughs> so we extract them and they just flump onto the ground, like and walk around a little bit, and fall over. Again. Yeah. <laughs> You've invented a new game. <laughs> yeah. Well, we started uh, their space program at the very least. Yes, that's true. <laughs> First um, possums with knives. In the future, possums in space. <laughs> the astronaut training now. <laughs> the, uh, the possums that were in the legs uh, go and talk to you, Kit, and they're just like, oh, making sure that the knees don't bend at multiple places was an excellent idea. Yeah, could, can you imagine what would happen? How do we kick that and then the foot flies back and hits us in the face? Oh, that would have been awful. That would have been terrible. You're so smart, Kit. Thank you so much for your help. It's okay. Cool. I'm going to go and over here now. <laughs> awesome. Someone said something nice to him. He's got to leave. Those are the rules. Yeah. I, and then I, at the end, uh, once, once there's been a little bit more settling down, Skirmish comes out uh, after helping Barbara. He's all covered in dirt and stuff. And he says, well, Barbara, you seem to have uh, made a fine um, contraption over there. I look at Skirmish, who's the person who actually did all the work. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, isn't it fabulous? (laughs) Well, yes. You're going to have to uh, maybe help the kittens with getting a little bit more... uh, uh, technologically advanced over there at the guild. I'll try. (laughs) 
And and you know, Skirmish, you could probably hold some training in our basement since apparently the possums have just been coming and going whenever they feel like it. Oh, yes. I was thinking about that, too. And I I was thinking since I am already uh, somewhat associated with the uh, academy back in Nicomoy, I could open up a uh, woodland creatures uh, seminar class, perhaps, and help other kinds of creatures who have gained sapience uh, just be able to defend themselves. Sorry, I've just thought of something. You know the the, the river's kind of bad quality, right? Have you, have you thought about boiling that water? Are you asking that to the possums? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yes. I, I, ju- I just think it would be really funny had like no one thought of just boiling the water. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that is one of the first first things that um, Skirmish uh, suggested when we brought him over here, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't it didn't work. Well, this is shame. Guess we got to war then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, the war is not exactly over, but. At the very, very least, we've gotten a very strong uh, response now to the squirrels. And it's only a matter of time till that well water is good for everybody again. Even though the river's undrinkable now, I think we can rely, rely on that well for a long time. Well, if you need a, a, a tap with some more water or beer or something, then you know where to find us. Yep. We'll uh, just come up from your basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we do have stairs. <laughs> you but, don't have to break through the floorboards. But but that's more fun. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> someone has to put that back in. It's probably going to be me or Barbara. Oh well, if it'll uh, put you put you out, I suppose that we can go and try using the stairs. <laughs> so to finish uh, wrapping up the one loose end. How do you guys free Mama Possum's babies in the guild hall? If you do, I guess you don't you don't necessarily have to. Are these the ones that were trapped in lava? Yes, they were. Okay, I can uh, dismantle my potions. I imagine I have pretty good anti-potions. So the Probably. opposite of basalt is a white powder that turns it into pumice. Awesome. So you sprinkle that white powder, maybe mixed in with other stuff. I'm not entirely sure how that would necessarily work. But the basalt... Magic. Yeah, magic. (laughs) The basalt uh, sloughs off and all of the babies in the the version one skirmish doppelganger mecha uh, come rushing out and go and hug Mama Possum. And they're they're all like... We'll never attack the the floorboards again. (laughs) (laughs) Mama, we were so sad. (laughs) But she comforts them. You guys fix the floorboards and have the stairs. (laughs) It wouldn't be an adventure without Barbara terrorizing a group of children. (laughs) (laughs) She's just not a good kids person. You know, I think I think that's just what's what's going on with Barbara. (laughs) 
but everything's cleared up stuff is fixed you now have a, you now have a, a a somewhat working relationship with a nation in at war somewhat kind of they're possums but at the very least you don't have to be worried about the big possum in the basement with the katana because she's on your <laughs> side now and that's all i ever wanted <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you guys want to do before we end our game? I I, I will start another house of cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least we know this one's not going to get knocked over by skirmish. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, listeners. Uh, we were uh, joined on this adventure today by Errol Corvidbow. I, I can't wait till our possum friends grow up and become teenage fighting sapient possums. Parakimite. There we go. Yeah. And well. Oh. I'm <laughs> no, I, I just I thought that was it. I mean, Sorry. It no, no, go for it. Finally, kid. someone gets my name right. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> and Barbara Anjali. I'm Audie. <laughs> Bye. 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 It's that part of the show where we tell you about a podcast you might enjoy. Have you heard of Before the Business? Before the Business is a podcast series that celebrates the origin stories of entrepreneurs. Each episode, they interview the founder of a unique business to learn what inspired them to start their business and what drives them to continue pushing forward. Check out Before the Business, a podcast.